guys, welcome back to another week of Oddtastic, your comedian's guide to autism. I'm your host, my name is Kirk, and my co-host and buddy... Graham K. Boom. Um, you know, you guys all know this, my brother uh, is someone with autism, um, and he had a big job interview today. I'm about to call him, see... Long-time listeners know he will work weekends now. See if he got the job. Giving him a little call. He lets. He might still be in the interview. So, if he doesn't pick up, that's good. In a way. All right. Well, you know, let's call back later in the uh, show at the end of the show, and we'll see if uh, if he picks up. All right. Uh, this is Comedian's Guide to Autism, and um, every week we give you an update of what's going on in our loved one's life with autism. Did you have anything going on with you, Kirk, with well, JJ? You got to experience a little call of JJ I did. giving an update, his own update. Did you understand anything? Um, he kept saying, <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, what okay else did he say? He said, uh, he repeats a bunch of phrases and you're trying to parse it together and uh, what, what happened? What, what happened? So then... Uh, mm-hmm. That's partially probably yeah. on he, me. He kept going like, what? What happened? What? What happened? What, yeah. what happened? And then and then he would go like, uh, he would giggle a little bit, which yes. was sweet. And you called him a little monkey, which is very cute. Yes. I love that you call I him a little him, monkey. I call him a little monkey, although he's more of an ape. He's a big man. He's uh, bigger than me. Yeah, he's a big guy. He's a big dude. He is a big dude. He's doing good, I think. You know, I'm counting down the, trying to get organized to do this. This summer trip to the land of a thousand, ten thousand lakes, going to Sweden this summer, and um, going with my mother. You know, trying to coordinate when you go. Um, you know, my mom's seventy-one now, so you yeah. know, as you, as you get a little older, things are a little more. She doesn't like to travel on her own as much. Yeah. In a foreign country, and so she wants to. My parents are seventy-four. They will not visit me in New York City. It is. Too they will, they'll, they'll drive to Florida tomorrow, <laughs> but they will not. They can't drive past. New York City's too uh, crazy. I don't know. They just—they're like—they just don't. They're not a fan. Well, they just—they don't want. They travel. They're old. They don't want to travel. But yeah. but apparently they can. They can. But it's on the way. I know. <laughs> so I keep telling them. They're like, "I's out of the way, though. We got to make a left or whatever." They're just like, "All right." Yeah, it's like two hours, but it's your. But like ten years ago, they would come, and now they won't. Yeah. But anyway. So we're trying to figure it out. So um, that would be uh, end of August. We're planning to go on, which is which is if you're going to go to Scandinavia, that's the time to go. August. That's the uh, that's the, that's the fun time. Yeah. And um, Canada as well. Yeah, I'm guessing. Mm-hmm. July, August, good times. That's the best time. Mm-hmm. JJ's got this uh, back in his backyard. They've got uh, all these uh, wild growing uh, berries. Blueberries and blackberries and let's call lingonberries, which they make this like jam and drinks out of it too. And so he goes and wild berry picking, but there's no basket, straight from hand to mouth. You get off the bush, straight to his mouth. And so yeah, he I, likes it. It's I a good that. activity for him. Yeah, he picks those bushes dry. He's like a bear. Yeah, he's a big bear, big hairy bear. He's got to bulk up for his big sleep. <laughs> So, but the aides like it because at least he'll go outside and it's a little activity and he'll do something. And it's like, yeah, so he, he does like that. And they've got two apple trees in the backyard that are very tart, like kind of like crab apples, but mm-hmm. he'll eat them. He'll eat them. 
Uh, although they have had a couple elks. They have big elks in, in Sweden that, that uh, do frighten him. He'll just look from the window. If he sees the elk, he won't go outside. But, um, yeah, so that's the, the big summer of, uh, of berry eating. And that's the crab apples don't make him sick? He, no. He, well, he's, he, uh, we've talked about this before. He's got, like, a lot of kids with autism, some uh, constipation problems. But as far as, like, make him sick, vomit, he's got, like, a steel constitution. If he wants to eat it, he'll just eat it. It's all going down the hatch. Yeah, my brother's like that. Same with the berries. Yeah. He's just, he'll just plow through, like, an hour's worth of berries. <laughs> They've got to be varying degrees of ripeness, too. It's like it doesn't, yeah. he's not just picking the super ripe ones. Yeah. Maybe he likes the ones that aren't so ripe. Well, doesn't get him a little buzz. I do think it's funny, like when you put something in front of him that we've prepared, he's a little more finicky. But if it's something he's picked off the branch, he's ah, straight down the hatch. Interesting. Yeah, something about being a hunter gatherer. I'm guessing something instinctive. Maybe, maybe. This is a bit off topic, but uh, I read something a while ago about this. Uh, I think it was in Sweden. It was like this elk that used to come in giant, giant one would come into town, and there was like a crab apple tree. And he used to love to eat the uh, the rotting ones that had fallen because it, it would get him drunk. A little bit drunk, yeah. And he'd I walk around town and they go, oh, they call him like Bernie the Moose or whatever. <laughs> oh, Bernie's, what well, was dear clear? Bernie's drunk again. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> Be a little aggressive, then he'd pass out on someone's lawn. <laughs> this is the last time. But at our wedding, no, excuse me, it was my brother-in-law's wedding. He had these two Swedish friends that he went to school with. And one of them couldn't make it because they went uh, camping and he was attacked by an elk, which is, people forget, it's like 1,200 pounds. This is a big animal. Yeah. And I like threw him in the air, broke his hip, broke an arm, broke a, they weren't, they weren't even hunting. They were just out in the, and I can't remember what spooked the elk and he just he got like run over. Jeez. It was really something else. Yeah. And then they had another friend who hit, uh, it's very common up where they live, where my wife was from, where they, uh. If you hit an elk with your car, the elk walks away and your car's destroyed. Yeah. Destroyed. Yeah. They yeah. say in Canada, you don't want to hit a moose because you'll die because they're higher than the yeah. windshield. You knock their legs out and you push the whole body into the cabin is what happens in Sweden. Yeah, Same yeah. thing. Yeah. You like knock the legs out from under them and they just yep. squish you. Anyway. That's why you got to buy a Fiat. You just go right underneath. <laughs> Maybe a little Fiat 500. Yeah. A little, little, little uh, what is it, Mini Cooper. That could be fun. That could be fun. Yeah. Um, uh, but, yeah, so we're planning this trip, um, trying to exciting. plan activities. We're starting to, you know, I think we're going back to the um, the water park that he liked last time. There'll be uh, several trips to Ikea. There'll be. Loves yeah. the Ikea food. He oh, goes for the food, right? He goes, uh, goes for the food everywhere. He'll drag you to some outdoor kiosk that serves some sort of knockoff uh, Slurpees. And, uh, yeah, it's summer. It's fun. It'll be fun. That's going to be awesome. Do you like going to Sweden? I mean, obviously your son, but... Yeah, it's okay. Like it's not... You know, so I was talking to somebody about this, I, about vacation. You know, I take four weeks off a year to go see him, but it's not exactly a vacation. It's it's uh, it's work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's work. It's fun, but it's it's uh, it's work. Totally. Yeah, because you're, 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 you're taking him to different things, and he's not always into it, and he's not always, you know, so... But I don't want him to just sit at home and just hang out. So I want him to like. For sure. How often do you, you I mean, you go twice a year for two weeks or you go four, four times for a week? Four times a week. week, yeah. That's good. So he like remembers. You're fresh, in, you're fresh in his memory if you do it that way. I don't know. I think so. We have a call every day. Yeah. Yeah. 
about a third of the calls are him saying, okay, bye-bye, bye-bye, bye-bye. I'm like, but, some, but you just, today talked to me. He yeah. talked to you for a long time. You had yeah. to cut him off. I didn't have to cut him off. I just wanted to leave on a positive thing where he's like, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Show, but you know, yeah, you've been in showbiz. You got to leave. <laughs> leave them bef- wanting more. Leave them wanting more. <laughs> there you go. Well, we're what, all excited. What was the Peter's interview at? Do we know that? Peter's, okay, we are recording this at... Uh, 2.10? 210. His interview was at 1.30-ish, 1.30. Um, so, you know, we'll, maybe we'll check back in at the end. Hopefully we'll get a verdict if he got the job or not. Maybe maybe it'll be open-ended anyway. Um, but uh, I gather he was still in the interview, which is why I didn't pick up. But, I mean, my parents and I haven't talked about I mean, we've talked about it, but we're we're pretty... I assume they're pretty excited. I know I'm very excited. If you got this job, it would be huge um, for me. <laughs> it would just be a lot less pressure on me uh, to keep his mental up, to keep his attitude up, because he doesn't have anyone else to talk to for three, four days a week, except for me. So I just feel so guilty. I was just sometimes I'm just not up to having a 20 minute conversation with him and I'll put it off. I'll put it off and I'll talk to him at the end of the day and I feel really guilty. Sometimes I don't talk, talk to him at all. Like once, once every two weeks and I feel really guilty about that because he'll call me like six times, seven times and I just can't, Sometimes I just can't do it. And I feel, you know, and it never used to be like that before he lost his job. Never. Sometimes he was tired. Of just did, she, did he give you any like preamble about what the job is or if he's interested or did he give you any background on, do we know what this job is at all? Is he, is he down for the cause or is he just open to anything? I think he's now open to anything. Cause I put the fear of God in him that he'll end up on the street. <laughs> Um, I should laugh at that part. Yeah, but which he won't end up on the street. But he was being a little, a little complacent, a little lazy, and um, he anyway he he does not know what it is. I asked a couple times yesterday, and um, he's not entirely sure. But he is he's excited, and I'm excited. I could hear it in his voice. He was very excited, and he was very proud. When he got an interview. So, let's read. Let want to read the news. Yeah, and then uh, we'll Grandma come. found this uh, news article. Yeah, and then we'll give Pete a call after. This is from uh, neurosciencenews.com. Um, a new learning method could help people with autism improve visual perception capabilities. Interesting. Oh. Um. A new study from Tel Aviv University proposes a new learning method for people with autism that may accelerate the learning process and even significantly improve capabilities in terms of visual perception. According to the researchers, improving the perceptual capacity of people with autism is often a challenge, which usually requires long and tedious training alongside additional learning challenges that characterizes autism, such as the ability to generalize learning to new situations. 
The new method proposed by the researchers is based on using memory flashes, which consists of exposing a person for just a few seconds to a task that has already been learned. In comparison to standard teaching practice, which reinforce length and repetition of new skills, the new method demonstrated success in improving both the visual perception capabilities and the generalization of learning, that is, excelling in a similar task in conditions they have not learned before for people with autism. The study was conducted by doctoral student Shira Klofeld, Oslander and Professor Nitzen Sensor from the School of Psychological Sciences Better you than me. and Sagal School of Neuroscience at Tel Aviv University in collaboration with Professor Ilan Distin and his team of ben, uh, from Ben-Gurion University. The study was published in the Journal of Current Biology, which is better than the um, old biology book. Outdated biology. Outdated biology. Worst. Professor Sensor explains. Did this say Sensor? C E N S O R. Crazy. Yeah. Explains that in my laboratory, we focus on the study of learning in humans and already study, uh, and, and already today we know that a large part of learning does not happen in formal training settings, but afterwards in processes of assimilation and reinforcement of memory that occur offline, for example, when our brain is asleep. However, standard teaching methods still advocate an approach where longer practice equals better learning. If you want to play the piano, you should practice playing the piano for many hours every day until the playing becomes second nature to you. We have identified an alternative learning mechanism that uses memory flashes, a brief exposure to, to task what has already been learned in order to assimilate and generalize skill development. In this study, the research team examined about 30 high-functioning adults with autism who were asked to learn visu uh, visual tasks, for example, identifying the direction of lines that appear for a few milliseconds on the screen. However, instead of repeating the task for a long time each day, the examinees in the main experimental group learned the task in depth on the first day and in the following days were exposed to the visual stimulus for only a few seconds. At the end of the process, although the study participants studied the task for a minimal amount of time, their performance improved significantly by about 20 to 25 similar to multiple repetition learning and similar to the achievements of sub subjects without autism. That's pretty impressive. Uh, moreover, even when presented with the task under new unlearned conditions, for example, when the stimulus learned is in a new location, the examinees who learned the memory flash method performed better than those in the control group. That is, they knew how to generalize the skills learned uh, in the first task. The participants' success in generalizing and learning to other situations is considered quite significant as these skills that people with autism have great difficulty with. We have already proven in previous studies the process of learning assimilation can be improved through flashes of memory, says Professor Sensor. Or did he say that? <laughs> He just did he censor himself. Yeah, he censored himself. Who knows what else he said? 
We have shown that it does not take prolonged practice time to assimilate the task. It is enough to flash, flash it for a few seconds to stimulate the relevant brain network, and the brain will then assimilate the material on its own. In a case we tested with people with autism. People with autism often have difficulty learning and generalizing repetitive learning, that is, using tools that have also been learned in, in new tasks. Through short flashes of visual stimulus in the task learned, we were able to produce learning that is identical to repetitive learning in terms of effect effectiveness, meaning we significantly shortened the learning time. I could use that. The added value of the ability to generalize the examinees performed a task under new conditions as if they had fully learned it. According to Professor Sensor, the new method may have significant potential implications in wide range of areas. The new study could prove the way for more meaningful approaches to learning for people with autism. In a wide variety of tasks, in addition, the method may help in re rehabilitation after neurological injuries. That is, in training the brain to regenerate the damaged connections through shorter training. It's pretty interesting. What do you think, Kirk? I listened, and I actually read along with you this time. I don't always do that, but uh, I'm not quite sure I understand. It says, instead of repeated tasks for long term, the examinees in the main experiment group learned the task in depth the first day, and then followed days were exposed to visual stimulants for only a few seconds. Well, let me read the summary. Visual skill learning is the process of improving responses to surrounding visual stimuli. For individuals with autism spectrum disorder, efficient skill learning may be especially valuable due to potential difficulties with sensory processing and challenges in adjusting flexibility to changing environments. Okay. Um, so basically, we're going to take um, a, a, a more scenic route. Instead of just doing traditional learning through repetition, we're just going to show you over and over and over and over and over again. And then that'll stim, even when you're asleep, you'll be thinking about it. And then when you have to. Hmm. I like the idea. Yeah. I think I understood that correctly. I might be wrong. Maybe I need to do this therapy so I can understand this article. I'd like to read Professor Censor's. Uh, um, uncensored paper. Uncensored paper. Well, it's always interesting to read about um, learning because that's one of the things, you know, as we talked about earlier when I had called my son and you're asking me, you know, you're in the background, like, what is he saying exactly? And it's like, he's learning, he's learned to repeat right. or what I call parrot or we call parrot where he, he repeats back things that he's heard. And then you hope that he repeats it back in the right context. But it's, it's a constant thing with him. You're trying to continually teach him things and continually... Yeah, hope that he keeps improving. I'm, I'm guessing the same with Pete as far as trying to keep him to, with this new job, I'm sure there's things he's going to have to learn. And so that's going to be one of the challenges. Like he just learned that he does work weekends. You know, we're teaching neuro, new, we're, we're creating new neural pathways. Yeah. Um, you know, one hopefully leading to working weekends and a new job. Sounds good to me. I like it. Um, 
All right. Well, let's give Peter another call. Yeah, give him, give him the old ring ding. It's been an hour since his interview started. He should be out, right? Should be. Maybe he silenced his phone as a good little employee. Yeah, maybe they already put him to work. I wonder. I tell you what, Kirk, this would be a real boon for me. <laughs> he also sometimes just doesn't answer his phone if he's not... If he's not in the mood? Not in the mood, which is frustrating because... I guess I do that sometimes, but very rarely. I'm like, you, you know, I call you like twice a week. <laughs> Pick up. Well, we'll check back in later, folks. Um, Stay tuned. We'll uh, give you the update next week for sure. That'll probably be the lead story next week's one way or another. Absolutely. Um, Everyone cross your fingers for Pete. Um, any, uh, any parting shots? Uh, now back, uh, I'm back in New York this week working. I uh, got a few more sets downtown in the village. And then uh, back on the ships. What do you got going on, Grandma? Well, folks, I got a big thing happening. Ooh. I have a uh, comedy special taping that Ooh. is going to happen in, in, in Brooklyn, New York on Forgot about that. Friday, right. August 19th. It's a big deal for me. Um, I'm, Funding it myself. I got a whole crew hired, and I got to sell out this show. So I've paid for this crew, this camera crew, sound crew, lighting crew, makeup. Makeup. And, and if no one shows up, I'm just paying these people to hang out. That's egg on your face. Egg on my face. And I got to feed these people, too. Not the eggs. Something so, else. So, yeah. So if you're in New York City, guys, come out one more time. What is the date, Graham? It is uh, Friday, August 19th. You Where can, is it? You can get tickets at GrahamK.com. It is at The Gutter, which is a bowling alley uh, bar and also a um, comedy venue. They got a pretty cool little theater in the back, in the back that they have yeah. bands and it's like a rock venue. With It's a pretty, pretty awesome venue. Great for a date, I'll tell you that. And to all my Canadians listening... This is a rare thing to happen in an American bar, but they have bubble hockey. Ooh. It's the best. Anyway, um, come for comedy, stay for bubble hockey, and uh, yeah, tickets can be found at uh, GrahamK.com. Um, they're 10 bucks. Also, I'm going to be in Tulsa, Oklahoma um, starting August 3rd, 4th, 5th, and 6th. And I'm going to be in OKC the following weekend, which uh, I believe is like, I don't know, somewhere around the 14th. Let me look at this. Yeah, 11, 12, 13. So um, that's it. That's it, guys. Have a great week. Add us on social media uh, or Patreon. As always, we appreciate it. Social media is Kirksmith Comedy. Graham K comedy. Uh, well, Mr. Graham K now. It's Mr. Graham K. Have a great week, guys. You can do it.